Hello everyone, I am Juan Ayordequescu and you're listening to the We Include podcast. Here, we seek to bring you the most relevant and off-the-shelf diversity and inclusion initiatives. Today, we're landing in San Francisco, home of DNI Events, a global agency with the thirst for innovation, experimentation, and creativity all around for attendees from diverse backgrounds across the world. I'll be speaking with Marina Petrenko, badass events organizer for over 10 years, who has a keen eye for putting together IT professionals and progressive employers. Her learnings about crafting, engaging experiences and personalized interactions specifically for women in technology are priceless. Thank you for listening today and I hope you enjoy the show. Marina, welcome to We Include. I've been waiting for this moment for a long time and everyone is really keen to learn more about you and DNI events, I'm sure. Absolutely. Well, hi, welcome everyone. Um, my name is Marina and I'm a founder of DNI Events. So what do we do? So what do we do at DNI Events? We organize diversity recruiting events for IT professionals. At this very moment, we work with all kinds of IT pro- uh, professionals. Um, generally with software engineers, data scientists, PMs, as well as UI, UX designers. Amazing. We're going to learn so much more about this. I am very curious to start with, going back in time, what did you think pushed you or allowed you to take this path? Oh, this is a very good question. There was definitely a string of moments. Um, One of the times when I thought that something was a little bit interesting in this field. Um, it was when I was working for like one of the previous companies and um, I used to organize recruiting events and um, and those were the events for software engineers. And on average, I saw two to three women at the venue alongside with me. So there was a very small number of us. And um, at some point I started uh, being curious about it. Why? Where are they? Where are they? Why they're not here? Why they're not Exactly. Um, what's what's going on? There, I mean, there should be a reason for it, right? So um, I started digging into that, uh, and uh, it turned out that that the situation was quite interesting. Um, so after after some time, like working in this field, I came up with my first project, which was a woman hack. Uh, it was a fantastic journey that ended a year ago, and since then, I started um, I started the DNI events. Mm, a lot of people actually worked with you in Women Hack. Let's make the audience learn a bit more about that. Absolutely. So at the time, I used to be a part of the organization that organized recruiting events. And I used to run the sessions, I used to organize them. And um, at each of, the, of our events, I used to see that there is no, there are no more three to four women, mm-hmm. uh, including me. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was rather interesting, but at, the, um, at some point I felt that there might be a, a bit of a, a question behind that. So I thought it would be a good idea uh, to organize a women-only session and to try it and to see like how it goes. Um, one of the teams that I reached out to was the CBS Interactive uh, here in San Francisco, and they offered to host my event. And uh, when I started working on the session, I realized that there is a huge, a huge demand for right. um, events for women in tech. Yeah. I ended up uh, like having 17 companies at this event. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a huge number at a time. Uh, the event yeah. went really well. It was when was 20- this actually? Yeah. Yes, it was the 25th of uh, February, 2017. Uh-huh. So that was okay. the first 
women hack event at that time, we were called women who hack. So that Mm -hmm. eventually like we dropped that, we switched to women hack. And Mm -hmm. the next event that I ran was in Seattle, right? So so I went around, um, I wanted to see how the markets react. At that time, I still was not sure. Um, I didn't move like full time to this project. I was not sure how the situation like will unfold in different markets. So I ran event there and that was the event in March. And um, I believe that the Payscale team hosted me in um, Mm -hmm. Seattle. After that, I ran an event in Vancouver, right? So that one um, happened. (laughs) Well, I wanted to go to Vancouver like for a while. But I thought, you know what? Hey, where am I going to run this event? Of course, it is going to be Vancouver. So I ran an event there. And after that, um, I moved full-time to this project. I realized that there is a huge demand. And uh, we and we started pretty much like going places. Um, the next one was New York. Then we went to Europe, mm-hmm. um, um, Paris, Amsterdam. And you and I, we met when I was in Amsterdam for the second time. And I yeah. believe that it was winter because I, rem- I remember that it was cold. You invited me. It feels like for- winter all the time in Amsterdam. <laughs> Frankly, I guess, I guess so. Yes, yes. And you spend more time there than I, so... Definitely. Um, so you invited me to the booking offices. Then we had a lunch. We chatted about things. We looked up, you know, at the office mm-hmm. to see um, whether it would be possible to run an event there. And uh, I spent close to five years like working on this project. Um, yeah. During the pandemic, we managed to flip to virtual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, yeah, I was, I was even impressed with how well the team like was able to do that. Pivoted, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think all of us were like trying to make s- the best of the an awful situation. We all and tried to you uncover so many talents, right? To, all of a sudden. Totally and totally. And how we're going. Yeah. So we tried to make sense of how, like how we're going to live now. And I mm-hmm. guess it was a time when for every single event agency, like, you know, like there was a question, are we going to survive this year? Yeah. Am I going to have a job next month? Am I going to... Yeah you know, like to have a job in six in six months. So that was an interesting time. We flipped. We were able to continue our work. Um, and uh, last year, um, in February, uh, I decided to start uh, this project. So yeah. I, I, I left. And uh, when is the best time to start the event agency? Of course, it's in the middle of the pandemic. My first <laughs> event that took place uh, in uh, uh, Toronto, um, mm-hmm. and that was a virtual session, and it was also kind of, you know, I wanted to see whether there is a market for the next um, kind of a product that I was working on. Yeah. Um, and uh, it went well. And since then, I have been running the DNI uh, the events all over the place. Uh, the summer, we, um, we finally ran like some of our events in Europe. Mm-hmm. I went to Barcelona. I went to uh, Lisbon. Uh, we mm-hmm. ran an event in Amsterdam, uh, in Berlin, in Dublin too. So yeah, now you now are we're all over the place, place in we a good way. Um, <laughs> yes, I hope. I I hope so. It is in a but good way. Yeah. You know, this makes me think. I, I I don't know if you're counting, but I would count how many hundreds, thousands of people you've touched through this event, right? And you've kind of put on the radar both clients and potential candidates and future clients. There's a whole loop that is usually going on there. Um, do you keep count? We actually, well, we somewhat do. Our uh-huh. average for the Women Hack event, we had um, eight, eight to 11 hires per event. And mm-hmm. when I was about to leave, um, leave the company, we were... Uh, 
coming up to our 500th event. Wow. We had a chance to employ thousands of women. Exactly. And uh, it was honestly, it was a wonderful time. In in my first like six months, I was hugged more than I have been <laughs> hugged in my whole life. And it was just fantastic. Um, so a side effect to doing a good job is hugs, free hugs. Oh yeah, I'm very much loved. I, f- I feel, I feel, <laughs> absolutely. And one can never say, you know, yeah. like you would never expect that um, yes. at work. But frankly, um after running the Women Hack event for so many years, I mm-hmm. I have realized that I cannot, you know, um, not I cannot, but more like, how do I want to spend my life? What do yeah. I want to do? I would like to do something meaningful. And to mm-hmm. me, I find my meaning in helping people to get where they want to get, mm-hmm. to reach mm-hmm. where they want to go. Um, that's in terms of uh, that. Um, with the Women Hack events, I also always, you know, the first step in here is, okay, so we we would like uh, to run an event like for women, right? So that's yes. wonderful. Brief. <laughs> and you have a chance to like to do that. But then next level is, hey, can we run an event for mid-level women? And yes. they're like, okay, sure, uh, let's try Data that. science women. Can we run an oh, event yeah. for mm-hmm. senior level women, right? Mm-hmm. So it never ends. Where does it end? So um, with the DNI, I decided to go a bit um, next towards the next kind of ladder, uh, step mm-hmm. on this ladder. Uh, I'm um, For DNI events, we reserve 50% of, of seats and outreach for women in tech. But at yes. the same time, we look at every other um, underrepresented community mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. tech. Um, mm-hmm. Every time I run an event, I make sure that the community is the LGBT. Uh, LGBTQ communities, they understand that we're running the session. They have a chance yes. to attend the event. Uh, we reserve the seats for like for black and tech communities. Um, yeah. We um, really try to make sure that the list of talent that I have at the DNI event, they are mm-hmm. representative of humanity in mm-hmm. general, not just, you know, we take the market and see who is in there. Um, but there's still a very precise focus on, as you say, underrepresented very communities precise from an yeah. educational point of view, background point of view, current, let's say, stereotyping and discrimination point of view. There are still communities impacted, yeah, even Absolutely. in yeah. advanced communities, right? Mm-hmm. One of the requests that I see in in Canada is a request for the indigenous communities. Yes, exactly. Um, so that is that is interesting. Every mm-hmm. like, frankly, every market is different. So every for time sure. we go to the next market, we see okay. So what's yeah? What, and so what are the com- mm-hmm. just bringing this in uh, for for we include the purpose again for for this uh, platform is to understand your market through the eyes of experts. And I feel you're building up expertise in all of these countries. And then when, when you know, if I'm in Romania with some of my former colleagues and uh, somebody has, an, uh, an, first of all, a budget and an idea and uh, an intention, yeah. um, you can advise on what's the best way to really uh, communicate this type of event, include the right people. To market um, and, an event. How yeah, do we find exactly. those type of people? Like mm-hmm. we need to figure out what type of people are you mm-hmm. looking for, let's say, mm-hmm. in Romania or yeah. in any other market and how we're going to hunt them down and f- and sign them up. So also, We're not literally yeah. hunting down people, but in recruitment, <laughs> no. this is, is a term. We need to identify so, yes. them and see, okay, <laughs> where are you? Who are you? How do we get yes. you in on, on yeah. board? Um, yeah. yeah. And I, you said 
two very interesting. I had a whole script for this uh, chat, but I'm throwing that out the window because okay. um, there are too many interesting things to pick up on. Um, I'll I'll go back very quickly to what started um, uh, your push in this direction because I think this is interesting, right? Uh, you you mentioned I was doing recruitment events and I've noticed that usually they were not a lot of women um, participating or very very little, and a lot of people notice this thing a lot, mm-hmm. like everybody basically, <laughs> but very few people take it in their name to say, I need to do something about it. So I'm very keen, like, yes, you had the the trigger, you have the vision of a, like, this is missing, this is a gap, but why you? Like, why was it important for you to launch yourself on this journey, you think? Oh, Anna, I've, uh, frankly, I'm, I'm not even sure how to answer this question. I have been an entrepreneur since uh, mm-hmm. I was seven. I started with like selling Avon and Oreo <laughs> in, yes, in the school, good old days. middle school. And then I like ran a few projects. It's, it's, yeah. um, it's interesting, but I can say that the woman in tech, uh, why it takes such a big share. I mean, um, for me, when I was, and I'm from Ukraine, um, mm-hmm. I grew up and I later understood that because you only need to leave the bubble to understand mm-hmm. that you were in one, right? So I was raised in an environment where um, my mom was an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. So I saw that and for me that was normal, that the woman works, that the woman works a lot and she also like has a chance to provide for her family. Um, only when I moved to the U.S. I realized that there is definitely a gap between um, how much we earn. And yes. back in Ukraine, I did not quite understand that. But again, mm-hmm. um, I was in in the in the community where that was not as pronounced. Um, yeah. Back in the U.S., the situation I, I had like a very steep learning curve. I had to understand where I'm, where I am now, and how how am I going to deal about this? Mm-hmm. Another thing that that was a major influence, like. Like for me, um, I was launching the Women Hack events when the Me Too movement was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a whole synergy, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And uh, at the same time, I was getting my master's degree. So when I was mm-hmm. launching the Women Hack, I was also running, you know, the master's degree. I burned, I had a burnout twice. <laughs> it was it was a very difficult time. <laughs> but uh, my focus on my master's degree was the woman, um, like a woman in yeah. media. Okay. Right? I had a chance to write about them. I had a chance to read I had a fantastic teachers that brought nice. to us information that was necessary, like for me to um, to help me build my focus and generally the attitudes about about the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, at my events, when I just started the Women Hack events, I had women who came to me and say, "Hey, you know, I just learned that I'm yeah. making." 20% less than my colleague <laughs> who started around the same time. It's a painful journey, this awareness. Right? It is It is. It is very painful. And she came to yeah. our event and she wanted to get another job because she felt that she does the same work, but she's not paid equally. Yeah. Uh, this story is the also, I uh, I feel it's, it, it is very painful for me. Mm-hmm. Understanding that because, um, well, I'm... In some of the ways, I'm a righteous person, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I want to see what is right. I would like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would like to see some equality. I would like to see equity. And you that decided is... also to do something about it. That is, uh, this is where I wanted to get because it's not yes. just the observation of a fact. I feel, and everybody I've talked to on this podcast, there is kind of an ingrained anger <laughs> and uh, a, a oh, desire. You just... touched upon a very, very interesting <laughs> topic: the anger. I would, I would say that anger was a big piece. 
of like starting the uh, you know like the woman hike event not as much with like like with the dni i think i calmed down yeah. by the time right yeah. so you kind of you <laughs> you come to peace with some like situations mm-hmm. but the woman mm-hmm. hack was definitely um very important uh very important uh the project for me um in terms of the growth as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um Yeah, what fascinates me for this business is for good is that people like you, and I want to really thank you for this, uh, there are many things to do with anger or with uh, disappointment or with negative emotion in general, which might usually doesn't necessarily serve the good or it doesn't necessarily transform into something positive, but... I think people like you and those who are listening and having the same intentions and also the same frustrations, I think it's it's fascinating how you take this energy and you transform it into good and you also take people with you on this journey. Uh, and that's the special thing. It doesn't make it easier for sure, <laughs> but well, it there makes, is, it gives it, it a bit it, of a push. It's a bit al- alchemy, right? Right. Uh, anger itself is, is, is the emotion that has lots of energy behind it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it all depends where you're going to put it. If you use it as, you know, as a motivation to work, it mm-hmm. is a fantastic motivation to work. Um, yeah. But you touched also on burnout. Uh, <laughs> so I think the it's like a combustive energy, right? I think it, it gives and it burns in the same time. And I, I, I'm very curious because um, I know these types of topics usually they they first take and then they give. Uh, there's a lot that you need to put in there, both from from a knowledge and time, but also maybe from a, um, uh, yeah, th- let's say there are a lot of trolls out there. Um, even I think whenever I, I post something about mm-hmm. equal pay, um, I, I get aggressed, right? Like people get aggressed for doing this type of work because really? there is not enough confidence that we're, we're in the right direction or we shouldn't necessarily tip the balance or we shouldn't discuss about this. So I, I, I think a, a, a lot is to be done there and it, it's, it's improving, I think, and the right people are on the journey. But for you, considering you've been through burnout, considering you're starting a new project and it's very easy to kind of get absorbed 100%, 150%, what do you do to keep yourself balanced? How do you keep yourself fully, authentically on this journey? You know, um, this is a good question. And I would say that if one would want to launch a project uh, which would be fairly successful and if one has a direction where where they would like to go, mm-hmm. uh, one has to be not 100%, but a 500% in it. I lived mm-hmm. with Woman <laughs> Hack for three years. Mm-hmm. I slept and I breathed it. I traveled for over uh, to over like 40 countries. I I did hundreds of uh, trips. Um, yeah. You have to be there, especially mm-hmm. for the project which is on, you know, on a crossroads of, okay, it's equality. It is like women's rights. It is yeah. gender identity, right? There are yeah. lots of... Uh, those who uh, identify like, themse- mm-hmm. like themselves as... Mm-hmm. How do we include and, them? Yeah. and we need to make sure that we have like space for everyone who would like mm-hmm. to be a part of the uh, movement. Um, it is very interesting project. It definitely took a lot of like, like from me, but it also it gave me so much. Yeah. So uh, yes, of course, um, keeping yourself, you know, um, like relaxing after the like hard day. Let's say. 
a trip is important, but um, if, one wants, <laughs> if one wants to make something, I, I do believe that you have to live with it. Live okay. it. Okay. Okay. I think you're the first one that I'm talking to who says that. So, so like in your face. <laughs> and I think it's important to know as well. There, there are personalities, there are type of projects, as you say, that need 500%. And that's what it is. So just being prepared for that um, maybe steers you away, away from, uh, from burnout, from, from other, let's say, more negative effects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, Marina, um, I am very, very, very curious with the new service. What do you hope that the impact on community will be? Um, where, where would you like to see change? I, I definitely would like to see women, more women um, in C-level positions. I would mm-hmm. like to see them hiring more women because that mm-hmm. is very important. As we see, the more women like gets up there, the more like women they bring after them. True. And that that is one of the like motivations behind the DNA event. So what we do here, we work with mid and senior level talent, right? So we our average I would say is about 9 to 10 years of experience on our list and those is a talent which is very difficult to find. It's very difficult to sign up. They do not attend events as much as and from what I understand, um, usually those kind of positions get filled with, like, within the next networks, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you you definitely could post an opening for, let's say, the C-level, the uh, director of uh, a product, let's say. But yeah. um, usually um, it's filled by the introduction, yeah. right? Or tell me more. I confirm. Actually, I you, confirm. You know everything about that. <laughs> I confirm. And I've also been very surprised by this, uh, naively, I guess, when when I started getting closer to senior hiring. Um, and it is shocking. It is shocking how much a diverse network of your leaders can influence how diverse the organization is. And usually this is what we see. A lot of the leadership networks are not very diverse. They take away their school circles, maybe their uni, if they have MBAs and things like that. And they're very monocultures or monogenders in general. Um, and it's very hard to change that. It's very hard to change that unless um, leaders of today, they, they go above build... and beyond to yeah, meet exactly. new people. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so what I do at our events, at our events, my goal is to pull the curtain and meet the team behind the brand, mm-hmm. right? So we um, have the CTOs like to speak at our sessions. We have the VPs to speak at our events. They have a chance to chat like with attendees and improve their networks, mm-hmm. to meet new people. Um, for the candidates, this is an opportunity to meet the CEO or whoever's running the boat, like without going through these levels and levels and levels of interviews. Here yeah. they have a chance to actually meet the team and say, hey, do I want to be part of this team or not? Yeah. Do I like the atmosphere or not? Do I like the project or maybe I just need a job? You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so that is um, where... Where I'm trying to approach it, um, I think it is working. From what I see, lots of teams are uh, very interested in sending not the TAs, but the developers to our events. Totally. And the leaders. Sometimes, I mean, for example, some organizations, they have their tech team so embedded with the business um, organizations, right? Because ultimately tech teams build products um, for the business to use. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of the times the decision makers of well, not necessarily the, the roadmap, but at least the budgeting, the priorities, things like that. They might not be the CTO, right? It might be mm-hmm. the director of operations. And mixing that together can be very, very powerful. And I, I think you're you're definitely onto something extremely 
valuable for, of course, your audience, but I think even for those participating, for the organizations themselves, you learn so much more by just putting a mirror in front of you. (laughs) 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 Right? When you're like, oh, I need to tell the story. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Do you see that? Do you see some like people saying, oh, okay, I should bring a diverse team to speak at this event, but I actually can't. So what can I do? (laughs) Uh, It is is very rare that I actually have a chance to face this kind of organization. But when I speak about, hey, you know, if you have a female uh, founder or let's say if you have a female like CTO, um, mm-hmm. please invite them to speak at our session. Of we course. need them uh, to represent your company. So, um, yeah, but we have like have a pretty interesting like results as as this. Um, another thing that I need to mention, the virtual events, right? So mm-hmm. we are now like coming kind of into the time when we're trying to flip back to on-site and how it is going to be. Are the virtual uh, like DNA events are going to um, to continue? And um, it looks like they will. You know, um, advantage here and why why am I mentioning like, like here at this very moment is that some of the markets do not offer wide range of uh, like a diverse professionals, right? So let's say yes. you're a company from Calgary, but you are looking for the fintech talent. Where, yeah. where are you going to go? You're going to go to the Toronto market. And the Toronto mm-hmm. market is fabulous. Mm-hmm. It's diverse, like set of highly mm-hmm. qualified talents. So like from this perspective, the virtual events, they also offer additional opportunities for teams that want to focus on the diversity and inclusion. I agree. I don't think we should um, give away so quickly. I saw a couple of these platforms uh, who, which boomed, right, during mm-hmm. the uh, pandemic for uh, online events, mm-hmm. uh, conference setups, really having a lot of functionalities. Not perfect, perfectible for sure. Uh, <laughs> but I, I see them scaling down and I'm like, maybe not, maybe you shouldn't. I think there's still such a, a big need. Uh, mm-hmm. But we will see. We will probably yeah. see in the next couple of years. Um where where is DNI going? What's next? What's in what's in the plan for the next I don't know years? Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> oh, this is a good question. Yeah, we are looking to open the Latin America market. Um, oh, from wow. what I see right now, lots of companies like from the US are moving their um, teams down there. Yes, Polo to uh, Rio uh, to Mexico City. Um, mm-hmm. So this time I'm trying to, again, uh, like this is the conversation about uh, where are we going and like whether we know what we're doing. Um, mm-hmm. We are looking to open uh, the Latin America markets um, and we'll see how that goes. Each event is a different journey. It's okay. uh, And uh, we will learn as we go. Why do you think now? Why, why, let's say, at least the U.S. Let's let's speak about this. Um, um, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. let's say companies from the U.S. Um, are interested now to push harder in South America. I remember there was a wave back. 2000, maybe 15, 16, mm-hmm. even Facebook, they were like putting a lot of money on Brazil yep. and a lot of entities were opening and then they kind of pulled back. What mm-hmm. changed? What do you see? You know, frankly, I did not quite see the pullback. Mm-hmm. What I saw was they met kind of um, mm-hmm. the ceiling when it comes to talent. Got right? it. Um, but I definitely see that there is uh, like lots of growth. Um, many of the teams from Austin and some of them I'm going to work with, um, like for the upcoming event, um, they're moving their uh, dev department there up 
altogether. The mm-hmm. reasons behind that is the first, of course, the pricing, right? It's, yeah, it's there's a cost to, to move sure. the, um, there. Um, the second thing, uh, the politics and income tax and how... Yeah all of that, like said here in the U.S. And mm-hmm. another thing, uh, the Latin America offers fantastic opportunities. It's a market which is, um, by most part, unclaimed yet. Yeah. Right? Lots of people, lots of people who are going to use the financial products uh, and um, there's lots of demand there. Amazing. So you're you're pushing your uh, your service there, but you're keeping U.S. You're keeping Canada. You're probably going to be around Europe uh, ongoing. I'm very very excited to see um, who's going to partner with you from these areas, uh, and even more, of course, the the impact on community. Um, I'm very very happy that there are so many things in motion for you, uh, and I know you're the right person to do them. <laughs> this is the most important part. Um, any kind of closing words for those who want to get in touch with you um, and connect with DNI events? Well, it's quite easy to connect with us. Like the most important thing that I would say is to, before connecting with any of the organization, one team needs to go back to the founders and to the team itself and see what do you guys, uh, what do they want? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, how do they want to reach their um, goals? Uh, mm-hmm. And then they choose a partner that will drive them like towards where they mm-hmm. would want to go. Okay. So go to Marina only when you're ready. That's the message. <laughs> have a vision, well, have an intent and they will help. Have an intent and have energy, have uh, people. And one of the things it's important to have the people who are running the show, right? It's important to have a person who likes what they do and they understand the need behind of what they do. Lots of teams and like some of the teams that join the events, but there is, I don't see the core behind it. And it's mm-hmm. a bit sad mm-hmm. uh, because there are resources, there are opportunities, but no one's using, um, you know, what's uh, like, what is available. And I see some of the other teams, they do not have resources, but they have lots yeah. of desire and drive to make a difference. Marina, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much, Joanna. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for staying with us for the entire episode. You are the best. If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe to the We Include podcast on Spotify or the podcast provider of your choice. And don't forget to share in your networks. It's highly appreciated. You can find me on LinkedIn for suggestions of initiatives and topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. They are coming out weekly. Till next time, take care.